band show, first show of the year, first band takes second of the year with Jay Monique and the Boss Man. We're back, 2019, back in blood and ever. And check us out always at bossmanshow.com. Yeah, it's a site to find everything Boss Man Show. The blog will start up after this week, so it's gonna be nice. Bossmanshow.com. Check out today. Now, I want to start second off that the Jay tell you about her next thing she has. Also, her PR services that she has and her show that she has. Not the drawing show, as a listener tells us. It's called Reality Intercepted. So, Jay, it's on you. Tell the people about all your events you have going on in 2019 and beyond. Um, yes, uh, thank you. Right on January 1st, 2019, uh, we released our first magazine called Tip. And it's a lifestyle magazine that features entertainers, influencers, artists, models, and um, anybody who pretty much has a viable brand who is featured. And also there's uh, exclusive interviews that are in the magazine as well. It's available online in the Apple iBook store. It's also available on Amazon.com, and it's available in print. So if you just go to Amazon.com, you just type in Pitch Vault Magazine, it'll come right up. Same thing with the Apple Bookstore. Or you can just go to the website, PitchVaultMedia.com, and click on pitch, the tab for Pitch Vault Magazine, and you'll be able to see it from there as well. And you can also see our last guest of the year, Christopher King, in that new edition as well that Jay has out on the iBooks tip, Amazon tip, at PitchVaultMedia.com now. Jay, you also do PR services now. As you know, I do my own PR. I don't need PR services. But there are Jabronis <laughs> out here who do need your help. Some of them need your help more, more than others. Some need to retire altogether, as we have covered before. But please <laughs> tell the listeners about your PR and your management services where you don't give out monthly budgets there, okay? So tell them about that. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yes, actually, the um, Pitch Vault magazine is actually a spinoff from my pup, uh, my PR company, which is called Pitch Vault Media. Um, that was launched uh, last year, 2018, and it's a PR company that also does branding and management as well. Uh, so we have the ma- the talent management division where, you know, anybody with a viable brand, uh, not say that we'll just accept anybody, but if you have a viable brand and we're interested in your brand, uh, we can be a brand manager as well. Um, so we offer a variety of services. We all, you know, obviously we offer uh, PR campaigns um, that can be done, you know, either three months, six months, or, or nine months or 12 month cam- campaigns. We also have uh, regular single services. Like let's say somebody's not ready to sign up for and commit to a, a monthly uh, budget. Then if they just need a, a single item such as a press release or a media kit done, we can do that as well. Or somebody may just want product placement or something at a big event to get their their brand out there more. We do that as well. So people can come to us just for one or two things as well without actually signing a contract. And that's good because some people need that pay-as-you-go service. They don't need a full commitment. They need a one-off. So that's good. Jay gives you options at Pitchball Media. And I'm, I'm going to warn you, if I if she will tell me if you're a lame trying to pitch her something that's not even worth her time, if I get wind of it, you will be you will be a bad take on, on the show. I'm just telling you right now. So if you're a painter, you know, you're a <laughs> crayon drawer, whatever you are, you're a bagger, you will want to contact her, and I hear about it, we're clowning you on bad takes at me. Because as I was James said before, 
bad takes be get even worse takes. So you, you make a good take like James Vince make it bad by you trying to reach out to her about a take that's not even worth worth her time. Don't waste her time. If I hear about it, you then clown. Now also, Jay has a radio show, a podcast as well. Tell people about that as well, Jay. Um, yes, I have a podcast uh, called Reality Intercepted that's hosted by myself as well as CJ the Visionary. And it's an on-demand podcast that you can listen to anytime, so you don't have to worry about listening to it at a particular time, like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock or something. Um, it's available online. It's on Spotify, Google Play Music. It's on uh, TuneIn, Player.fm, and also Spreaker. And also, we've made things easier as well. You can just simply go to realityintercepted.com, click on the podcast link, and it has all of our available on-demand podcasts right there on that page. Yes, indeed. Check it out today. RealityInsepted.com and PitchVaultMedia.com. So you got a story for me about a, a young boy who called the police off over a gift. Please, let me hear this, please. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And, and, and right before I get into it, I would like to tell people that when people give you a gift, you know, the best thing to do is to be grateful for it. Instead of complaining about it. Amen. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So I just wanted to actually like put that one out there real quick first before I got into the story about this boy who decided to call the police about getting snow pants for Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Snow pants. Yeah, he's a seven-year-old boy from Ontario, and he called 911 to report his so-called bad parents. Uh, So the Ontario Provincial Police Sergeant um, said that the boy, the unidentified boy, made a call on Christmas Day because he was upset with his gift and wanted the police to help. The officers determined that the call was not an emergency and no one else was dispatched to the, the child's house. However, he thinks that the child should definitely be put on the naughty list based on a tweet he sent shortly after the call. And they actually, the police department sergeant actually tweeted out and said a seven-year-old just got added to the naughty list after calling 911 to tell the OPP that the snow pants he received for Christmas were not appreciated. Wow. Well, first of all, I had no idea it was, quote, snow pants. <laughs> that's, that's my first takeaway from that is that I didn't know those quote things called snow pants. Neither did I either. I guess that's something for Canada or something, I guess, because it gets extremely cold up there. <laughs> that, that was my first thing. What in the hell is snow pants? <laughs> yeah, a seven-year-old boy hit the 911 line about a bad gift. That tells me his parents are bad takes. Now, I'm pretty sure that the young man was not was not a man of color, correct? He was a Caucasian, right? Oh, uh, they didn't say, but I'm assuming so. That happened in America to a black kid. He, they, him and his parents might be might be dead. So <laughs> the police was called about him coming out and killing nobody. That's a plus. So they probably a Caucasian, probably that did that. Probably. I don't see any black ladies getting their kids quote snow boots. I mean, snow pants. Snow pants, yeah. <laughs> I don't see it being a gift unless you're a skier or something or you're playing hockey or something. Yeah, Even exactly. Then, why? Yeah, that's a good one there, Jay. That's a good one. 
OBP. Now you know me. <laughs> <laughs> the OBP. Not in my nature. <laughs> I never have a child calling the police on their parents because they don't like their Christmas gift. It's like, hey, take your gift and shut up. You know what I mean? That's a new bar to call the police. Would they expect the police to do what? Come out and talk to their parents? Like, yeah, you know, you should have gotten your child something else. Yeah, you should got me, me, me send a gift card or a video game next time. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tell the damn parents for you, kid. Like, wow. These kids today are out of control. Yeah. First of the year, Canada getting here on the bad take report first of the year Canada y'all usually chill up in Canada but now y'all wilding out up in Canada man y'all, out of y'all control trying that, y'all trying to do that out in Florida now because Florida man Florida won't be tripping in Florida I mean now me and Jay are one of the same people from Florida as me and Jay a lot of people in Florida ain't the same I'm gonna tell you that right now you know but is this one of them things now this other take I have, Jay, is in Florida. Happened in Tampa. At the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, Jay. Somebody got gifted a ticket to the Bucks game on the previous week. And they questioned the gifter about how much the ticket cost and why couldn't they be lower. What? On a uh, Yeah! Unappreciative. Oh, that's so ungrateful. Who does that? Somebody gifts your ticket to a professional football game. You and you in the house. But you're questioning how much the ticket got? How much did it cost? And why couldn't you be lower? Wow. That's some nerve. I mean, if somebody gets you a gift, whether they're tickets or something else, you don't go and ask the person... Oh well, how much was this? And why couldn't it be such and such instead of such and such? Like you just don't do that. That's ungrateful and it's lame. Yeah, that's just bad pool, bad karma, bad favor. I mean, it's just bad, and it makes people not want to do stuff for you or right. anybody else going forward. Because for real, I do this and you come out for real, really. You know, this is my thing. Unless somebody asks you what you want, you're at the mercy of the gifter. Yep. You know, like I tell a story about our office, Secret Santa. I was given a puppy. I didn't want the puppy. Now, I wasn't an a-hole about it per se, but it's known I can't deal with animals because of, of allergies. But that's Secret Santa. But if somebody gives you something, like literally gives you something, or you get to go somewhere you really wouldn't get to go to without the individual, or they give you something, you know, even if you don't like it, play it off. Yeah. Gift it. But boy, if it's a t- if it takes to a game or a concert, you can't regift that. That's kind of a appointment kind of thing. But if you're upset with it, keep your mouth shut. Yep. Get through it. Just say, well. Next time, Kyle, tell them what you want. But don't go questioning. Don't go like, how did how this get got you? And why can't you be an X, Y, Z, rather A, B, C? Like, that's going to get you. But okay, fine, never again. <laughs> and then now you're you SOL. Now, now you get nothing. Not a zilch. It's over, Jabroni. 
<laughs> and calling Tyrone talking about somebody at your salon with ugly uh, ugly ass helpers who doing hair now just saying that's what happens I'm pretty sure so, this woman that she wouldn't be able to spend her own money to get those tickets in the first place while she's over here griping about well why couldn't the seats be lower I'm quite sure that she can't even afford it herself because normally when people complain a lot of times they couldn't even afford the gift themselves but yet they're sitting there complaining it's like just be grateful because she, she evidently wasn't going to spend her own money to get them Exactly. And you're in Tampa at a game that you usually wouldn't be at. Right. There you Tampa. go. It's seven degrees in Tampa. You can join a game. You can see an NFL game for the first time in your life. And if you want to be the lowest, you can be on Instagram and Snapchat and FaceTime and Twitter and showing off. That's exactly what that was. She wanted to show off for social media, get pictures, get videos and stuff like that. Like, hey, look at me. They'd rather be grateful for the gift that you, that you did get. So, folks, as we enter the gift season this year, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, please be more appreciative of gifts. And don't do what the seven-year-old did in Canada. Call, call the OPP, do you know me? Yep. And don't be an adult in your 40s acting like a child over a seat location. <laughs> Those are two bad takes Start off our year Because Jazz we say all the time here Bad takes beget even worse takes As we can see right here That's right So folks Hope you enjoyed the start of the year in the Boss Man Show Bad Take segment We'll be back next week with more bad takes Right here on the Boss Man Show Check us out BossManShow.com All of your stuff going on the Boss Man Show Bad takes and all We got it for you BossManShow.com We out my heart skips skipping the beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, you folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Check us out, bossmanshow.com. New website's up and running. Check out all the savings with JC and myself in the archives, bossmanshow.com. Hey, bro, you seeing a new website yet, bro? Yeah, 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 check it out, man. It's dope, dog. Yes, indeed, man. Except that game for 2019. Except that game up, the site's up to par. We got everything in one spot, man. We just, BossManShow.com, everything you want to get, Boss Man Show, all the clicks, promos, everything at BossManShow.com. Bro, they want to cover with you, man, the, pre- the wild card games and the caveat story. The Grizz fighting amongst themselves in the locker room and it leaked out to the media. Chris Wallace is upset about that. So let's start off with that story before we get to the wild card games. The Grizz yeah. played the Pistons and it went south. They lost a lot. They lost another eight of the last ten games. They've been losing a lot of games. They shouldn't have been losing. And JB's pretty quick to come out of the locker room. He's real fast. But in this instance, he was 40 minutes late, 35 minutes late from how to what he usually does. And what came out was there were some fights in the locker room. And amongst the Garrett Temple challenging Omri Caspi fighting each other. And it's about the business of energy when the stars out there out there playing. Uh, you know, so, you know, so what's going on with that? 
And then Marcus Allen's now saying he's going to be more tougher on his teammates. He's trying to be nice. He's going to be tougher. Mike Conley's going to try to lead more in different ways. So what is going on with the Grizz and as the story develops, what's coming out about what's going on down there with the fight they had after the Piston game? Hey, the Grizz are at crossroads right now, like literally. Um, you know, a team that started out 12-5 and five earlier this year were, uh, you know, uh, first place. Um, you know, even though it was short-lived, you know, were first place in the Western Conference for, uh, you know, at least a week or so there. And now, now a team that has just plummeted uh, in the standings, uh, 18-19 and 19 now, one game below 500, still uh, – you know, in, in the thick of the playoff chase, but, you know, right now they're, I think, I believe top of 10th right now, if I'm not mistaken, in the Western Conference, man. You know, it's just, it's one of those things, man, where, you know, the thought was, you know, going into this season, okay, some, it'll win somewhere between 35, 40 games, which they're on pace to do as we speak right now. And at some point, you know, you have to think about trading Mark. You have to think about trading Mike you know, and just building around Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think, you know, it's, it's starting to um, kind of creep into that locker room as well. Because like you said, you know, Marcus Mike Conley, Derek Garrett, they've been good players for for this team, but they're not, they're not emotional leaders the way that uh, Zach Randolph was, the way that uh, Tony Allen was. And then once those two guys left the locker room, that leadership left with them also. And that's what you're seeing happening now. And, you know, Marcus Saul, he's not, he's not a guy that's going to, you know, rah, rah, rah and getting guys safe in the locker room. He shows a little emotion on the court, but, you know, in the locker room, that's not really him, man. He's never really been that guy. So, you know, you're seeing Garrett Temple. You're seeing Aubrey Cassidy there getting to it. Those two guys, I've heard, I don't know if you, if you have heard this before, but I've heard they've had beef before. Uh, we used to play together back in uh, Sacramento. Yes, I do. I do. I hear that. I did hear that story. I yeah, sure did. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is nothing new between them. You know what I'm saying? This is a new area code for them to get their, their scrap on. But, you know, this is one of those things, man. You know, and you hope that a moment like last night, those two guys getting into it, you hope that, you know, it's going, it's going to either do two things, boss. It's going to either bring them together or it's going to blow this thing all the way up, you know, to the point where guys are going to have to be moved. And, you know, decisions are going to have to be made in order to – rebuild the team, man. And I think, you know, and, and the smartest thing to do at this point would be just to blow it up and, you know, let's build, let's, be, let's you know, suck for the next couple of years and just build around Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and get some young pieces that can, you know, um, help his, you know, help, 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 help his team, help, help uh, Jaron Jackson grow as far as becoming a dominant player and then get some pieces around him that can, you know, shooters and just guys that can, you know, cater to him as far as his ability. Exactly. I, I feel like Memphis is way too long to, to reboot because they held on to Zebo, Tony, Mark, and Mike a little too long. It should have just said, hey, we had a good run. After they got swept by the Spurs, that should have been, been, been the point. Okay. That should have been the point, man. You know, at that point, uh, when they were – that year, I believe, when they dressed out like 27, 28 different players and all the players that players. were hurt. Yeah. That should have been until sign in to go ahead and make the moves, man. And when you read up Mike Conley at that max number, Gasol got his money. You brought back Zebo and Tony Allen, and you brought in David Fisdale. That was it. That I mean, 
the Grizzlies are starting three years too late trying to rebuild this thing because they held on to it too long. Yep. Exactly, man. And that's and going to bite them in the butt. And I know they need to get the fan base out of Memphis. They're trying, they're trying to keep the team there, not the team slip away from them. But, hey, you got to do what's best for basketball on the court business. If, if you want to be a mediocre team stuck in the middle like, that, like, like the Hawks were for a while, do that. But you're not going to win anything right. big. You're going to be stuck in that five to eight seed or missing a kind of a team. Exactly, man. You know? Exactly. So, We'll see, man. We'll see what happens by MLK Day when I come to Memphis for MLK Day when they play the Pelicans. We'll see how that goes then. But between that one and it's in Memphis, anything ain't go down to Memphis right now with the Grizzlies, Bickerstaff, and those guys. And, bro, let's get the NFL wild card playoffs here. Saturday, the the game nobody wants to watch, the Texans, Houston, where you you, you, you hail from, brother, and the Colts, the trilogy. They won and won against each other, won each other's home field this year. Andrew Luck came into the Tennessee, a, a Titans team that was down in the dumps there. Val Marcus Mariota was hurt again. You feel like Andrew, Andrew Luck, the coming back player of the year, go to Houston and win that game against the Texans and be a scary sight for the Kansas City Chiefs in divisional round weekend. I, I slick think, Boston, this is the best game of the weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I really do. It's not, for some reason, you know, Colts, Texas, it, it doesn't appear to be a sexy matchup as far as the media is concerned. But I think it's the best game of the weekend. I, I really do, man. You're talking about a Colts team that started out, what, 1-5? Oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, 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 1-5. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and then we're on that streak, man, and, and Andrew Luck. You know, it took him a while. We didn't know if, if, if he was ever going to be the, the, you know, the same or the old Andrew Luck that he was before his injury. But, man, he took his time. He got healthy during the, uh, those first few games. And – He's been on a rampage ever since then, man. And remember when Andrew Luck, when, like, the story was that he took 20 sacks and his offensive line couldn't protect him? Now yep. now you talk about uh, Andrew Luck, quarterback, that has taken the least sacks in the NFL because his O-line, they're highly underrated, but they that's the top five offensive line that he has right now, you know, led by guys like, you know, Ed Guard, uh, Quentin Nelson. You know, guys like that, man. So, I, I'm giving the Colts a, a, a huge chance to win this game on Saturday. Even though the Texans have been awesome, they went on their big streak throughout the season. But I just think that they, they're right for they're right for the taking. The Colts go down there, play smart football, got great defense led by that rookie and linebacker Leonard. Um, so, I'm giving the Colts a great chance, man. I like the Texans, like what they like what they've done this year. But I think the Colts are going to go down there, man. They're going to surprise some people, man. I'm, I'm thinking 20, 24, 17, something like that, man. Yeah, and then we got this. The Dallas Cowboys going against the Seattle Seahawks, a battle of two teams who want to run the football and who want to play defense. Now, and they both play the same defense because Chris Richard came from Seattle. He said cover three, single high center defense, and they both play. And Sean Lee's getting the, the Romo treatment now. <laughs> He's been faced out by Leighton Vanderhage now. Russell Wilson has the boys going out there in Seattle. So this is a battle between two quarterbacks in my mind who are more, both mobile. And I think just experience-wise tells me Seattle will win. I don't trust Dak 
Prescott to play good in a pressure situation. I don't trust Glenn Hanning Garrett to do anything in a pressure situation. So the Cowboys will go out there and run the football. They'll get down to the goal line, bruh, and they'll let that throw the ball three times and that I'll the ball to Zeke Elliott and cost himself the game. Hey, so I'll see it going, bro. You know, Seattle that very well could be the case, man. Um, you talk about the Seattle team that was first in the league uh, in rushing, you know, as a whole there up in Seattle. And it, it's a terrible matchup for the Cowboys, man. I think the Cowboys have lost now three of the last four matchups, um, you know, with, with the Seahawks there. It's a bad matchup. Remember in week three, Seattle completely shut down the Cowboys' offensive attack. They're holding them 13 points. So, you know, it's just it's tough, man. It really is. I, I wasn't I, – I wanted, I wanted to see Minnesota, personally. I was hoping there was a way Minnesota could sneak in there and the Cowboys uh, uh, play them in the first round. That's a way better matchup. Cowboys have a chance. They're at home. It's going to take a mistake-free effort from Dak Prescott. You know, Zeke, he, he, he's, he's healthy. He's ready to go. He sat out last week against the Giants. So, you know, if I'm if I'm Jason Garrett, you got to stick to the script, man. You got to stick to the script. Zeke Elliott needs at least 40 touches. He needs at least 40 touches for the Cowboys to win. I'm talking at least 20, 25 rushes and maybe 10, 15 uh, uh, catches, man. Receptions there. That's the only. That's the only chance I'm giving the Cowboys, man. I don't like I, said, I don't trust Dak to get into a back and forth with, with Russell Wilson as far as a passing attack. Like Dak has to play smart. It has to be play action involved. You know, you're going to need one or two big plays from your receivers. You know, you're going to need Cole Beasley to step up. Of course, you're going to need Mike Cooper to do his thing, man. But the key to the game is Zeke, man. You know, and Seattle, and Seattle, man, they give up the most yards before first contact, man. They're giving up like 3.2 yards before first uh, first contact. You know what I'm saying? So Zeke's going to have a chance to, you know, get the ball, do his thing, man, you know, and penetrate that, uh, that Seahawks defensive line before anybody can really touch him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the matchup, man. Like I said, the only chance to get the Cowboys, man. You got to play the fake free football. No stupid plays from Dak. No no turnovers, man. Just play smart. Get the ball to Zeke. And you might have a chance to get out of the win. And the Chargers are going to the East Coast to Baltimore to play Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And the Ravens play with Lamar Jackson long throwing slants and rolls running the football. And the defense shut down Flip Rivers one more time and win the game in Baltimore and end up going to probably either KC or New England and giving them a scare too. Do you see Baltimore winning that game with Lamar Jackson at the helm with Rivers and then the boys coming east? Hey, why not? Why not? Um, Phillip Rivers, awesome quarterback, Hall of Famer, you know, the whole nine. But there's a reason why he hasn't gotten it done in the, in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's, you know, he's falling short. He's had great teams, but over the years, just for some reason, when, when the moment of truth arrives, Phillip Rivers has not delivered. So, I'm, I'm giving Baltimore a great chance to, uh, to be, win this game, even though, uh, you know, when you look at on paper and what the Chargers have done all year, you, you would think not. But I'm, it's almost kind of similar to Dak's first year. Remember how it kind of took defenses, you know, a while to kind of adjust and get used to what Dak does? I think it's what's happening, it's, that's what's happening right now with Lamar Jackson. You know, he's, Lamar Jackson, of course, is faster than Dak Prescott. You know, so it's just a different wrinkle that they're not used to. You know, you've always, for years, you know, defenses are game plan for Joe Flacco, you know, and, and, and Joe Flacco's not there anymore. So, you know, it, it takes time for these co- these defense coordinators to get caught up and adjust to what, you know, a different quarterback can do, man. And I think that's what, you know, really benefiting Lamar Jackson right now. I think next year you'll see teams, you know, um, able to defend him a little better than, uh, than what they're able to do now, man. So, 
But as of, as of right now, Baltimore, they got the high hand. You, you're rolling with Lamar Jackson, man. I think they keep it going, man. And I'm calling it up there right now, man. I think Baltimore beats the Chargers. No, last game of the weekend, we got the Eagles and Nick Foles going to Soldier Field and to play Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears defense. The Bears defense have been playing ball out all year, getting Khalil Mack after John Gruden gave him away when he wanted to not pay the man. So he went to Chicago and he got paid. You got Trubisky out there running Maggie's offense. It's kind of like KC, KC light down there. And the Eagles, Nick Foles, can he have magic in a bottle one more time, bro, at Soldier Field? How you feeling about this game, the last game of Wild Card Weekend? Man, you know what? Why? How is Nick Foles any good? Like, what is it about <laughs> Nick Foles playing in that Eagles uniform, man? Like, anywhere else, Nick Foles is garbage. But when he plays for the Eagles, he's freaking Joe Montana. Like, how has this happened, man? He looks better running that team than Carson Wentz ever did. It's ridiculous. I don't know, man. Something about that green giving him, giving him that superpower. It's ridiculous, man. But I think the magic carpet ride ends in Chicago. I think the Bears, their defense, like you said, Khalil Mack, and what those boys can do up front there, I think they, they find a way to kind of neutralize Nick Foles. Because Nick Foles, it's, it appears like he, he loves to throw the ball deep. Him and Alshon Jeffrey have a great connection. If you're the Bears, you kind of game plan, double team, Alshon, take him out of the game, man. And, you know, of course, you got Ertz and everything. But it seemed like Ertz had a better connection with Carson Wentz, more so than, uh, than Nick Foles there. So, I think the Bears, defensively, they get it done. I'm not I'm not counting on Trubisky to give you much on offense, but he'll do just enough to get past the, uh, the Eagles there, man, in a low-scoring affair. I'm, I'm thinking maybe like a 16-13, 17-13, something like that. No doubt, well, bruh, I know you're going to be recapping the Saturday night games, night at Clicks, watching that Cowboy game as the karaoke gets popping off out there at Clicks Sports Bar. I'm in for the Malco away, bruh. I got to be the really, you know, hope, hope, Hopefully we'll have a, a Cowboy victory after party. But even if not, you know what I'm saying, come on out. It's going down, man. First weekend of the new year, you know, we're going to get it in the liveest party spot in the city of Memphis. Clicks Sports Bar, Billiards, Karaoke. Whole nine, man. That's how we. That's how we doing it in 2019, man. Five dollars to get in after 10 o'clock, oh, right? Already, you better know it. You better know it. Yes, sir. Trust us, records of the building. I see. I said I know, trust, bro. Five dollars to get us, in. Can't trust us. You know how it go. No doubt, folks. JC Smith, break it down the playoffs for you on the boss. Show. Check out all our segments. JC, the boss man, bossshow.com. Everything we got for you, right on the website. Check us out. We out. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Boss and Bone segment, first of the year. Check out all Boss and Bone segments. Bossmanshow.com, new website. Get the podcast, videos, the blog, the, everything you want. Instagram, Twitter, it's all there for you. Bossmanshow.com. Check out today. Email the show, info at bossmanshow.com. Info at bossmanshow.com. Email me, Bone, get some up. Oh man, what's good up there in Jersey, my good brother? 
man, just trying to fight this crazy weather up here. One day it's 50, another day it's 20. You know, just trying to just trying to fight through it all. I'm good to otherwise, brother. I hear that, man, with brother Todd Bowles ain't good. We kind of called it last <laughs> week on the show. He was going to be out, and no sooner in the season ended as the Patriots, he was out. So who are you hearing are the Jets' options that Miles McCarthy is going to bring in now after firing Todd Bowles after four years of service up there with the New York Jets? Yeah, I mean, McCagnan and Bowles are boys, both Jersey boys, and, and it, it was a quick exit. I I had thought maybe they wait for the Monday, you know, guys, but, you know, the day where almost all coaches get canned on Monday, uh, but they didn't wait much longer after that uh, the L to Patriots. Uh, they, I, I'm sure in Cag probably decided on the plane right back home <laughs> to Jersey. Uh, it, it was quick, man, and, uh, you know, the, the usual names are, are out there. I mean, uh, I know people – Wanted to like, take a look at a Lincoln Riley type, but uh, OU was smart and they locked him up real fast in extension. Uh, so he's probably out. Uh, you know, people are saying uh, uh, Mike McCarthy is probably the you know, maybe one of the top names on their wish list, but I'm not sure McCarthy would even think about coming here. Uh, I, I think I think most coaches have their eyes set on the Browns because of the long term. Uh, viewpoint of the Browns roster. So it's going to be tough for the Jets to get someone in here, I think, because one, it's the Jets, and they have history of being the Jets. Uh, and two, now the roster is not very good, although they have all that money uh, locked away in, in cap space, and they have a, you know another high draft choice, so it is kind of attractive. But you kind of, you, you got to know, if you're a Michael type, and you already have a Super Bowl ring, and you have a pretty darn good resume on your, of your own, do you want to go to a rebuild where you're not sure if McCagnin can stop the coverage well? Yeah, and, and, and that's the problem. The Jets draft high every year pretty much, and they still haven't have no players. Yeah, the, the Jets draft high on defense every year too. It's crazy how I believe I saw, I saw the stat where I think the last six, seven years of their first-round picks have all been on defense. Uh, so McCarthy comes in. If McCarthy comes in, he's an offensive kind of guy. Now, he already has Stan Darnold, which is great, uh, but really there aren't any many great receivers or, or running backs in, uh, around him. I know Robbie Anderson is a pretty good talent, but he, he's not number one uh, receiver. Uh, and they have some pretty good young running backs, but there's no really a big star power in the offense other than Stan Darnold. So if you're McCarthy and you're going to see that friendly draft defense first in the first round and you're not stocking your side of the ball, it might not be worth it. Yeah, it might not be worth it. And to me, the Jets, uh, it's not a great job. Now, they don't have to sign guys there and overpay to get guys to come play for the New York Jets. Like Le'Veon Bell, who wants that big payday. He may come there for that big money. I don't think the Colts need him. I think Marlon Mack and Hines, the, at the Indianapolis Colts, have kind of made need Le'Veon Bell be relevant now. And that's when his options are now gone. But would have just yeah, overpay for Le'Veon Bell now. Definitely, I think it's kind of like when you were seeing baseball with free agency. I think like Bryce Harper is heading towards Philadelphia because I don't think any other team wants that kind of money in Bryce Harper. And the same thing would happen with Le'Veon Bell. I don't think any team out there wants to send that kind of money to Le'Veon Bell's way uh, because football, football, man. You know things happen, and, and running backs, as we see, are expendable. It's, and and it's, a, it's the running back position is so weird that you can have a guy like Saquon Barkley 
be drafted second overall and be fantastic, an amazing player. And you also have an undrafted guy like Lindsey in Denver who, who, who goes undrafted and unwanted and is a star himself. So running back really the hit or miss kind of thing. So I don't know any team that's going to throw a lot of money at, at, at Le'Veon Bell on the Jets, and that would be so Jets of them. Very much so Jets of them. And Eli Manning met with Dave Gettleman, and Gettleman pretty much was noncommittal. Eli was noncommittal in his comments. And Eli's pretty much a placeholder. Do the Giants need to get hope Dwayne Haskins come out and trade up for Dwayne Haskins and with the young talent they have out there with the Giants? Or let Eli go one more year, let him fall into the sunset, and try to get one of those guys, Herbert, coming out, or those other other guys coming out next year in the NFL draft quarterback. Why try to get one of those guys? How do you, from your time being around the Giants, I know Jerry Reese is gone now, but Gettleman was there when Reese was there. Um, how do you feel about that move for the Giants going to make with the quarterback with Eli and that cap number? They're going to go young this year, you'll go young the year after. Yeah, I think Eli returns, obviously, and I also think that he will finally start to see right on the wall that he is the placeholder and that if a guy like Haskins is available and comes out early, the Giants must, I mean must, trade up and get him. They have to go up and get that kid because Jacksonville is right ahead of the Giants, I think, in the draft order, and Jacksonville will be going for quarterback as well, so they will need to hop over Jacksonville and maybe another team or two, just to make sure they get their guy. If Haskins comes out, he, I think he is ready. I mean, I mean New Age NFL, where it's pretty much a seven-on-seven seven drill, where QBs don't get knocked down much, and receivers don't get jammed as much, or chucked down the field as much. Now, where accuracy is a premium, and there's a guy like Haskins who's a natural thrower, and if you can get that kid in, in your program, uh, I think you must do whatever you have to do uh, and jump. And if that, if that, if that includes the kind of wild package, like RG3 type package, you got to do it because if you're conv- convinced this kid is, your, is the great quarterback, you got to do anything you can to go up and get him. Because we, we already saw that Justin Herbert said, no, thank you. <laughs> Justin Herbert saw their list of teams at the top of draft. He's like, nah, I think I like Eugene uh, for the year at least. So if, if you're the Giants and you see a guy like Hassan, who's probably the second, who might be now the top rated quarterback, uh, I think go get him. And uh, we also got this bone. The New York Knicks are being Knicks and it's leaking out information that, hey, they don't want to guarantee a match for Christoph Porzingis as uh, as he comes off his, his injury here going forward. Now, this is my point that rumor on. If you really want Kevin Durant to come to New York, when you want to have Porzingis locked up and on a max deal, that other player he can say, hey, this guy can play. But those kids come off a knee, so it's not it's not you don't really know. But uh do you feel like that's just if you're trying to woo Kevin Durant, that's not a good play. Yeah, I think that one, it is um a disrespect in a way to Chris Stapps. Um because Chris Stapps has fully embraced being a New Yorker. He is so New York. People don't realize when he came over here, he was already street Chris. Chris is a cool cat, and I think he loves being in New York. He loves being in Nick. He loves playing in his market and having all over and having this kind of fame. Uh, so it is in that in that way, in that regard, a little a bit of disrespect to him. But from a business standpoint, you got to think that Knicks know that they're going to lock him up long term anyway. But if they can find a way to squeeze out a little bit of money in savings, I think I heard roughly ten million dollars in savings this way. 
then they can add it. Because I really don't think, I think in the heart of hearts, I think Perry and Mills don't think they're getting uh, getting uh, Durant. I think they, I think they believe that. So what they're trying to do is stockpile as much cash as possible to maybe get a second tier free agent. Because I really think in the heart of hearts that Durant is just toying with them and just playing with them uh, and, and playing with the, with, with the heartstrings. So I think they're trying to be almost proactive and preemptive and say, you know what, if you don't get Kevin, we can still get a, a plan B, like a second level free agent to, to pair with Chris Stapp. Eventually, he's, he's still getting his money, Chris Stapp. It's just a matter of uh, a win and that timing. I think the Knicks know that this is a business decision where they're taking a risk in a, in a way, but I think, I think I think now they're thinking long term as opposed to the previous regime. Do you think Ingles kind of gets bought out because you can't really trade that contract? Nobody's trading for that contract. Does he get bought out to go to a contending team or does he stay next the whole year after he, he's kind of came out? I said he talked to, to, to Perry about his reduced role with Fisdale here. Yeah, I, I think, again, another guy like Chris Stafford, Enos Cantor loves being a Nick. This is no joke. Like, a lot of guys in the past say, oh, my God, I'm on the Knicks. This is terrible. And I know guys personally who say, oh, God, I'm on the Knicks. But Enos Cantor loves being on the Knicks because he loves, loves, loves New York City. And I, I think that with him, I think he'll play the good soldier. Yes, he's frustrated. But I think he sees what they're doing big picture. And he knows that he can't get traded. That contract with Albatross, he's not getting traded. He's not getting moved. And I don't think that Perry and Mills will cut bait because I think they see him as a valuable locker room guy. Even though, yes, he's disgruntled, he's still a pretty popular guy. And I think that he can help this young team. Uh, maybe not as much on the floor as well because his minutes are getting cut. But I think a guy like Fizdale can kind of walk him off that ledge and help him. And I think that in the long run, I think Cantor State, but he loves yes, New York as well. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, that's been the Boston Bone segment, part one. After the break, we come back with a Florida Boston report to start off the new year. And Bone ended the year with a story that I still can't shake about the brother <laughs> who bit off his other brother <laughs> over a blanket in Dragon Ball Z doing his cousin. I can't, when I tell you that I'm still getting emails about that story this week, People can't shake their stories. I can't shake it. So, Florida did it again, Bone, but in a different way this time. Yeah, oh, different no. way. So, some similar happened, unfortunately, in the state of Florida, my home state. So, folks, after the break, <laughs> stick and stay with us, Boston Bone. Check us out always. BostonShow.com. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show, Boss and Bone part of the show. Bone, I know you're a little under weather today, but are you ready for a Florida-heavy boss report today, man? Yeah, this actually might help my... I, it might actually help my morale, uh, but I, I just don't want to hear anything more about uh, siblings biting off other sibling junk. That's just nasty. <laughs> Very much. So. That's just <laughs> that's just beyond me. That's that, that's that's a level that I can't even begin to want to go to ever <laughs> in my life. I don't know how he arrived there, but he did, 
he'll live in infamy for that. That's probably the worst story <laughs> we've ever heard on, on this segment ever. Is that story right there? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. That's, that's horrifying. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. First straight point is this. Florida man angry at his ex-girlfriend's new boo poses as a doctor and leaves the new boo with a deformed one-inch Johnson I'm trying to perform surgery on him when he went in for a gallbladder injury. How's that possible? How are, how are this, how is a new boo uh, uh, go and, and, and bring the doctor again uh, on, on his stuff and like, and like not do like background checks or and just hit Google. We all have smartphones now. We all have walking computers in our hands. So how he even duped in the first place? But uh, it's kind of like that's what you get, kind of department. Yeah, and if I'm the new boo, how how does your ex know I'm having gallbladder surgery to cut me? They don't show up to cut me off. Yeah, me. exactly. Like I said, he has a computer in his hands as he walks around the earth. So how is he not doing his due diligence? But something like gallbladder is still pretty serious at procedure, I think. Anything going to make a, a, a procedure. And this dude walked in there and just all, all lied up. And now look at him. Yeah, he, he's now without a Johnson. Well, well, he has a deformed one inch Johnson. It's like I haven't one at all. <laughs> I don't get that, though. Right? That, that is stupid. It is stupid does. And the first one of the year, too, that's the first one that came in, Bone. It came in at 12, 14 a.m. on New Year's Day. Wow. Start early. The first story of the year came in was that. <laughs> They're getting a start. Florida, Florida's already in the lead. <laughs> exactly. Get this. Florida man arrested trying to distribute 60 pounds of cocaine he found in the ocean. Huh. First of all, what kind of ocean? Where, where ocean is he in? Like, uh, and second of all, sixty pounds. There's right now a drug lord or a drug kingpin in South America right now that's just pissed off. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot. That's a lot of coke to lose track of, man. Yes, he found in the Atlantic Ocean out Fort Lauderdale. Yes, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of white that is on this. Exactly. Now, bone. This is a story that throws me off. Florida man in prison is allowed to sit in at the guard station after giving the guards tax advice. Why tax advice from a Florida man in jail? <laughs> yeah, unless it's like one of those white collar type prisons where everyone there is like a Wall Street cook. I'm not taking no advice from my talent from that, from that dude that that's at the pen. <laughs> that just makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm no, not it, going to a jail bar for that's a, that's a doctor. I'm not going to a jail bar for dental work. I'm not going to a jail bar for tax advice, financial advice. Not doing yeah, it. Exactly. Man, Florida man arrested after running in the Burger King after getting cold fries into the, the, the drop the window and Stone Coast telling the, the drive-through worker and demanding more fries than a Whopper and walking out and getting arrested <laughs> down the street at the Family Dollar. <laughs> See, so he had, had everything. It had, it had being in Florida. It had Burger King. It had Stone Cold Stunner. 
and it had a family dollar. That's like everything in Florida you need to know about everything. Cause what, what is up with Florida where all these dudes are just running around like these little stunners? Like, I've never, I've never been heard that before. Like, that's like, a, that's like a trend in Florida. It's a trend now where a dude just gets stunned in the middle of the street or, or, or middle of Burger King. That's, that's crazy. Over cold fries, yeah. you come in as the guy out of your car and stone cold go behind the counter, stone cold on his man, seal you a waffle and more fries, and walk out. The family dog arrested. Yeah, but why you go to the dollar afterwards? Like, uh, like I kind of feel like getting arrested in your car in a parking lot eating your fries, but like a dollar, like a whole whole lot of fucking money. Exactly, and we got this Florida woman arrested. After cutting off husband's twelve-inch junk oh. because he gave her an infection. Oh, Woo. well, first of all, that's a lot of junk. So I thought I thought you were gonna say cut because he was just killing it and just hurting his back, just hurting it too much. But that, that's that's even worse. Like you just give it, you just pass it along to itchy, huh? That's, that's not good. It's exactly. And we got this Florida man arrested after hitting. Dale Taco working the head with a bat after giving him the wrong tacos. Yeah, see, I'd rather get stoned for a stutter. I mean, geez, a bat. A bat is like a serious assault. Like, that's really the death. Stone Cold Thunder just leads to like a sore chin and just, I get, I get, I get be humiliated. But a bat is like real serious stuff right there, man. Get this Florida man, I'm trying to threaten Marshall's employees, but not taking back gifts he didn't want that he got for Christmas. Uh, I've been to Marshalls with, 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 with wifey. Uh, it depends what, on which Marshall you're at or at what time of the year. Uh, Marshalls at holiday season is a zoo. So I can imagine my man probably going crazy as it is to have to deal with parking and then the line. And then, the, of course, the attitude behind the register is always attitude at Marshalls. So, I mean, he probably just not because it was Marshalls on holiday season. Exactly. And we got this weird story, Bone. An Irish woman who married a Florida Irish woman who married a ghost of 300-year-old pirate since they now split up. Uh, if you were a ghost, you should be scared and running. How are you marrying a ghost? How do you even see the... Like, how do you see the ghost? I thought... So she married a ghost and then they got divorced? Yes. <laughs> so that means that there were some dumbass out there that married them and that other dumbass that got the divorce. Yes, unfortunately. Oh, Florida. That's Florida. Exactly. <laughs> and we got this one. Florida man returns home to find neighbor claimed to half his driveway with grills, alligators, and a cinder block wall. Yeah. So he took over half of his driveway? Yes. <laughs> with, 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 the, with the wall and alligator. Yes, and grills. He got from Home Depot. He stole from Home Depot. Of course, grills. Well, I'll tell you, like, he stole. Like, he stole. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, though. That is a serious uh, arsenal right there. The wall and the grill and the alley. But I'll tell you what. When I go, when I cover the Giants and Jets and walk in that parking lot during game day and tailgating, it gets serious. People claim ownership of a spot that aren't even there. And they get mad. I can imagine someone coming home to their own home and seeing it clean. If people get mad in the parking lot at a giant stadium, I got how how a dude would get a little rankled on home on property. And what and what do you find alligators is just on demand like that to have that many to block a man's driveway? 
Oh, uh, I think next state flag in Florida should be Stone Cold Steve Austin holding an alligator. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. They're they, they going crazy. And we got this. Florida man arrested. He's upset over a $1 jump in cigarette prices. So he pulls out a, a rifle and, and points it at the clerk. Oof. Over cigarettes, right? That's, that's, yeah, a dollar right. jump of cigarettes. A dollar, a dollar jump of cigarette prices at New Year. Yeah, I tell you, I've never smoked cigarettes. I, I never will. But I have friends who smoke cigarettes and still do. And they always bitch and moan about the prices of cigarettes. So I can imagine my man walked in expecting one price and then seeing the gouging of a dollar. Uh, it ain't happy. The dude went slaughter on him. Exactly. And we got two more to go. Florida man arrested after playing the bongos naked, carrying a gator around the store, takes a monkey along for the car theft, and does a lot of the weird stuff such as jerking off his Johnson on camera at the light. Of course. That's just epitomizes everything you've ever heard of Florida. You got nakedness, playing bongos, uh, theft, alligators, monkey. Now, he had the alligator and monkey together at the same time? Yes, sir, yes. Same time, yes. Do alligator and monkeys get along? Like, like, and like, how did that party work out? <laughs> they both was appre- all apprehended. So, I guess okay. they got along good for the heist, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and you would think, oh, the three, the best one to get away probably the monkey, but maybe monkey was just chilling, and maybe was also high himself. Uh, but... First of all, the guy was naked around the alligator. Woo-wee. Look, look now. That that there alone is pity at its finest. If you're going to be a naked around a, around, around a chomping alligator, then you kind of deserve whatever happens to you. Exactly. The final story I have this come from a New Year's Eve watch service where a Florida man in church jumps over the balcony to drop a, a flying elbow on a man because... He saw the man with his former girlfriend at the top of the back of the church. I think that was an homage to uh, Mean Gene, mean Gene Oakland. Because Mean Gene Oakland always had the best interviews with Macho Man Randy Savage. So I said this dude channel has entered Macho Man Savage and in honor of Mean Gene with the elbow. Yeah, from the top of the back of the church. That's a, that's a hell of a, a jump to just make that leap. He thought he probably thought he was in a TLC match. And, you know, he's like, "No, what? I'll drop his elbow in, in, in the name, in, in, you know, all name of Macho Man." The Macho Man is from Florida, so there you go. It all ties in. Exactly. So, Bone, what is your take on Les Ball support, my good brother? I think the first one where dude uh, didn't Google the doctor he's going to for a gallbladder. That's kind of like the category of that's what you get. I, I mean, I still thought of the guy. He now forever has that one in Peter, but it's still that's what you get because if you're going to go around and go to go to some doctor, some rando doctor you don't know, and he ends up just 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 just, just butchering you, that's kind of what you get. It is what you get in the state of Florida, Ben. Ben is finally living his best life in Florida. That's what they do. In my home state, making us embarrassing me every day. Instead of Florida, doing keeping it in Florida. Without you, the report would not be what it is. So, for folks, that's Boss Report. It's Boss and Bone. New Year's are underway. Try 19's here. BossMashow.com. Boss and Bone segments, all you can get at BossMashow.com. Check out the site today. We are out! And if you don't know, you know, you know. 
Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long, all on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.